So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. I just want to start off by saying thank you so much to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homie, Curtis Daigle. Curtis, you absolutely killed it on there, and we look forward to having you on again down the road. It's not for episode 82 of Easy Conversations. I'm extremely excited to be back in the studio virtually with the homie Matt. Say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Hope everyone's having a great time right now. Um, this is going to be a this is a really special episode, and a lot of like, there's been a lot of hype for like this episode, I believe, because we'll we'll get into that in a second. But I uh, just want to say, like, Curtis, thank you for um, appearing on the last one. You did a great job. That was a really really fun episode, actually, and like definitely a different format that. Honestly, we'd like like to duplicate later on. Um, and yeah, Eric, why don't you just introduce what we're talking about right now and so we can get right into it. Yeah, so um, just to kind of go off what you said too there, like all the, 80 episode, the 80s episodes so far have all been different formats and this one is no exception. We're going to be going for episode 82 of these conversations. We're going to be debating the Dark Knight film and its place in cinema. I'll be taking the stance of the, the defense so the uh, the DA Harvey Dent angle here, defending the Dark Knight, and Matt will be, I don't know, well, I'm excited to see what you have to say about the Dark Knight that you've been talking about a lot on the pod on here. It's a very hyped episode, like you said, that we've been leading up to this momentous debate around the movie, and I just want to clarify the angle we're all coming from here. As I'm defending the Dark Knight, are we talking about the Dark Knight's place in the pantheon of great movies of all t- the greatest movies of all time like is that the angle i'm supposed to be coming from well okay well like to give it a little bit of background i've mentioned many times like i find the dark knight overrated and by overrated i mean like what you said eric i have a huge issue with it being ranked th- the third best movie of all time on the internet movie database rankings and i have I have a, like, I get a little ir- okay. I get a lot irritated when it's mentioned in like the best movies ever made or the greatest of all time. Um, but like, I'm gonna elaborate more into that later, Eric. I just like to fully explain. Like, I'm not a crazy psychopath. Like, I do see some things and like, yeah. Uh, but you're just gonna basically have to like tell me why it deserves to be mentioned among the same lines as like. Well, if you're looking at the IMDb list, like as the Godfather or like Schindler's List or I don't know, like the great movies. And I'm going to go on and on about this, but uh, yeah, sounds good. Well, I am prepared to make that to take that stance. I have I will say, though, I haven't really watched it, looked at the list and the movies around the Dark Knight on IMDb list but for me there's no need i'm very prepared to go toe-to-toe here with you and talk about why the dark knight deserves to be ranked highly with the greatest movies of all time so without further ado i just listed down a bunch of points in favor of the dark knight i don't really have a structured approach like a an an essay or something okay my first paragraph is going to be this point i'm just i stockpiled ammo so I'm going to let you go with the first shot that you want to take or opening statement. The floor is yours, Matt. If you want to lead this discussion off, I'll counter after. Sure, of course. Um, I didn't write anything down either or like really prepared because like this is something that 
like I don't need preparation for it's just let me just like give some background here like if you look on the IMDB the internet movie database top 250 you have Shawshank Redemption ranked as the number one movie of all time then The Godfather then Dark Knight with a 9.1 out of 10 and then a bunch of classics underneath um my first I guess my opening statement would be like and this doesn't have to do with the Dark Knight only but like I don't I truly feel superhero movies or big action movies like that where there's an element of like unrealism like are those do not belong in like a conversation of greatest movies of all time or like art or like something that needs to be I don't know like film as an art form where it's like oh this is like a beautiful piece of uh, it's hard to explain. Like, I find superhero movies are roller coaster movies. They're fun, but there's a lot of stuff in the movie that's like, they're easier to make. There's a lot of stuff that's unrealistic. I find the movies that should be ranked as the best of all time are more movies grounded in reality and not like sci fi epics or um, superhero movies, more specifically, actually. I just find like, you know, they're used a lot of like computer generated stuff and like CGI. And and then again, the Dark Knight might have zero CGI in it. I don't know. It's just that there's a lot of like I'm gonna get into it later with detailed examples. But there's a lot of scenes in the Dark Knight where it's like super unrealistic and just like there it's there just for fun, which is fine. But don't tell me like don't rank it as third movie of like third best movie of all time if it's got stuff like that in it. Like I I'm 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 thinking more. I'm think I'm thinking of all like the dramas that have uh, have ever been made and like the serious movies. I don't even think. The Dark Knight can be compared to any of those movies at all. Like, I think it's very unjust to do that. I don't think superhero movies belong in a conversation of greatest movies of all time. That's pretty much my point right there. Okay. Well, I'll go off that point. Just okay. ask if you then believe that, for example, Star Wars wouldn't belong in a cat in a conversation for best movie of all time. Like, Empire Strikes Back, A New Hope... Those are the two that I would cite as kind of a counterpoint to that claim that perhaps movies that are in that list need to be grounded in reality. Like obviously, those are sci-fi movies, sci-fi mm -hmm. epics. And I think also that people go to see movies and spectacular cinema for an escape from reality. And both those movies that I just listed, Star Wars and also throw in Dark Knight in there because that's the movie we're talking about really give you that at its purest form. And I would also argue for The Dark Knight specifically that this could technically happen in real life. Like, there there could be. There's obviously, it's extremely unlikely. We've never seen this in our lives, so obviously it is fiction. But there could be a billionaire who develops this sort of, like, armor and a suit that enables him to fly in the way he does like the way he flies also is definitely believable elements mm -hmm. of skydiving and um oh, and i forget the exact term that he uses for it like the the cave diving kind of and then just mm -hmm. expands on it with the, the material that allows him to just fly in the air a little bit there and he's often mm -hmm. like either being repelled by a um, grappling hook or a plane is helping him fly and all that but flying aside especially for the dark knight and we'll also get into this with the Batman later, but like the villain we're seeing in the Joker, like there could de easily be someone like that in this world. There probably, unfortunately, like mm -hmm. are some people who are who have this cynical viewpoint for um in life and just want to see the world burn or chaotic and like to introduce anarchy to the system. All of that. 
But really to go off of the, your point for the list specifically that movies that should be on that list should only be grounded in reality. I kind of disagree with that. Obviously, I haven't seen as many movies as you <clears throat> that you would see as being greater movies and really belonging on that list. But a lot of like my favorite movies and I think also yours, I would say like some super Marvel superhero movies you'd say are like some of the of your favorite movies perhaps like an Infinity War maybe doesn't belong in the best movies of all time conversation but is a like almost perfect movie. No, I went all yeah. over the place with a lot of movie no. references there, but uh, I'm sure you'll also be doing some movie references, so I just thought I'd throw those out, out there. No, that was you said a lot of good stuff, Eric. First of all, yeah, like movies like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings for like yeah, I wouldn't consi- I wouldn't put them like in a serious best of movie list, so you're right. I wouldn't no, I there's no exceptions. And okay. I said superhero movies. It's mostly like action movies in general. Movies where there's a lot of like coincidences and stuff that needs to happen so the story actually works. And action movies are some of like the most fun to watch. You're right. There's like no downtime. Like Dark Knight has no downtime. It, it's very fast, like pace for its runtime. The dialogue. I have an issue also with the dialogue in any action or Marvel movie. Like I don't mind it. It's just it's just very it's a very basic move the plot along type of script and it's very like their action movies are super quotable too but and they're funny but like if i were to make a serious movie list of best like best 100 it would be like more like actual like good scripts and like good storytelling good visual cinema here and it'd be honestly mostly older movies because i find they're way better than the new stuff we get now i mean there's going to be classics nowadays but we haven't we have to let the passage of time um determine what they are um what else did you say um oh yeah grounded in re- for sure the dark knight honestly like i said there might not there might be zero cgi in the dark knight for all i know and it maybe looks that way because could have done all the car stunts you know actually like physically and you're right and I'm, we're gonna get into really quick like soon like what i my problem not problems with the dark knight because like okay listen folks first of all like full disclosure like i the dark knight is a really really good movie really great superhero movie really good crime and uh, good guy, bad guy, like crime versus uh, uh, law enforcement movie too. It's really like fun to watch. Like I rewatched it maybe first time in ten years the other night, and I really dug it. But I did have some problems with it though. Um, also, I guess my second point would be. Well, actually, can I just jump in on the dialogue point? Yeah, because want... I I disagree. Yeah. Like I love the dialogue in the Dark Knight. Honestly, I I was watching the movie. I watched it this week as well, and I was writing notes as I was watching the movie. I've seen it a bunch of times, but I still wanted to get as much down as possible. And I was quoting everything on my phone. Like I, I could read a bunch here and I think it's if not only a quotable movie, but like the dialogue makes sense. There's a lot of also, if we're getting into plot points, like foreshadowing as to what's going to come, like the mm-hmm. Joker, I have to scroll a little bit there, but he talks about, I'll show you when the chips are down, these civilized people will turn on each other. That's inserted I want to see when the Joker's captured and Batman's interrogating him in the prison mm. and they're hinting at the final act, which I know you have a quarrel with and we'll get to later, but that's clearly foreshadowing the inmates and these regular, the civilians having the opportunity to blow the other ship up in order to save themselves. And that's a, the theme that keeps coming up is like uh, morality yeah. and like good versus evil and yeah. um, the nature of man. Right. But just to get back mm-hmm. to the quotes, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Iconic quote. Some men just want to watch the world burn when we're talking about the psycholo- psychology of 
the Joker. Another one that ties into another one of my points. Know your limits, Master Wayne. Batman has no yeah. limits. So that constant Bruce versus Batman dilemma. One that's kind of funny, like not like the sharpest line of dialogue, but I find it hilarious is when Sal Maroney is being held up by Batman over the building from one professional to another. From this height, the fall wouldn't kill me. I'm counting on it. It just lets him go. Anyways, I, I don't know. I have so many points to make. I just have to yeah. organize them well. The night is darkest just before the dawn. I promise you the dawn is coming. I make my own luck. Iconic. I don't know. There's just so much. I'm whatever right. Gotham needs me to be. Batman just accepting that dark knight mantle and letting Harvey Dent in his death become the white knight. Anyways, that's yeah. it for dialogue for me. But I all this to say, like I love the dialogue in this movie. And honestly, you're right. All those lines are iconic for a superhero action movie, which I guess I my point is I find I don't rank I I don't consider those movies as serious, or I rank them in their own little bubble. Same with horror films. I like I don't horror films are just separate to me, and I rank all those superhero action movies in the same way where I can't take them seriously as as like an actual like good serious movie. I know it's it's hard to explain. It's just like I I I. I consider the Dark Knight like a fun popcorn action superhero movie, but I can't take it in the same on the same level as like uh, a movie like I don't know like if we're going old school here like Sunset Boulevard or Psycho or The Bridge on the River Kwai or any like old school Hollywood movie you know Double Indemnity I don't know like I find I can't even touch the Dark Knight doesn't even touch like the level of those movies in my opinion. Or like 70s movies, The Godfather, Chinatown, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, like The Deer Hunter. Like I don't, I can't consider, I can't compare any action movie to them. And all those lines are great, Eric, but it's still like, I don't know. It's The Dark Knight is amazing for in its own little subgenre of superhero action. Um but I just can't, I can't compare it. It can't, in my opinion, it cannot be compared to those other movies. You know, like a movie like Whiplash, for example, like to me, a movie like Whiplash is a million times better than The Dark Knight, just because I find like that's a, when I want to watch, when I watch a movie, I want a movie like Whiplash, like an actual, like, maybe it's just my preference. Like I want a drama, not like mm, a, yeah. a really good acting script. And like, I don't know. And at the end of the day, like what we're doing now is it's all yeah. subjective. Like there's no right or wrong answer, but mm -hmm. I am still going to attempt to make counterpoints and prove that Dark Knight, the Dark Knight belongs in that category because you still have like whiplash, very psychological movie, right? You're getting into the mind mm -hmm. of, um, I forget his first name, Patrick Neiman, I want to say, mm -hmm. trying to make um, J.K. Simmons's Andrew. Yeah. Band group, exactly. Yeah, so we're getting yeah. into his mindset, how hard he's working and yeah. just perfecting the craft, like bloody knuckles, putting his hands in ice, like just to keep practicing and all that. And then you kind of have that psychological aspect in The Dark Knight as well, in which, like I mentioned, the Dark Knight, the Batman and Bruce Wayne dynamics, like trying to figure out where he fits into the world. Like, does the world still need the dark? Does the world still need Batman? Can I step away and just be Bruce Wayne and still have an impact in the world? That's something that Bruce Wayne is constantly struggling with. And then the flip side of that, well, there's a bunch of flip sides, honestly, you're getting the Joker's psychology in which there's no method behind the madness, no motives. He just wants to 
insert himself into situations and get the worst out of everyone, basically. Like he turns the White Knight, so Harvey Dent, who acts as Bruce Wayne's foil in that he does all of his good in the limelight, out in the open, like, this is me, I'm not hiding behind a mask, and I'm able to accomplish all of this good. I'm able to put 549 of Gotham's most wanted and most dangerous behind bars in one fell swoop. And then the Joker is able to take the worst out of Harvey Dent, which we kind of see like somewhat of his dark side early in the movie. So it's kind of hinted at, but then we see also on the level of psychology, how loss makes people delve into their um, inner evil. So I think there's a lot more than just popcorn action in this movie. The Batman isn't on screen that much in the movie either. Like we're getting a lot of crime in the city. The cops are involved there's um, Bruce Wayne still having an impact, like saving Reese Coleman in the Lamborghini, intercepting with the truck, trying to kill him. Like he still is able to have an impact as Bruce Wayne. And maybe that scene is, represents how Bruce Wayne can also have an impact without being the Batman. No, everything you said is true, Eric. In in The Dark Knight, they like The Dark Knight in terms of superhero movies does it like better than almost all of them in terms of like given us more than just a superhero action movie. But like, if you want to compare it to other movies, like other movies do this, but like a hundred times better than the dark Knight, Cause the dark Knight is also presenting like a, a, uh, like a superhero movie. Um, but for what, like in compared to other movies, uh, superhero movies, dark Knight is very like above and beyond. Like it goes above and beyond. And like, honestly, like, let's, let's talk about Heath Ledger for a minute. Like Heath Ledger makes that movie. And, him like the timing of his death like so tragic like that almost made like the mythos of the dark knight like that catapult that's what catapulted the dark knight to a 9.1 out of 10 on imdb people are afraid to like criticize it and if heath ledger wasn't in that movie if the joker wasn't in that movie it'd be like nobody we wouldn't be talking about this right now on the podcast no, i don't agree um, with that man i, I... no th- he makes the movie a lot better eric is he is he as good as everyone says he is, or is it because of his like unfortunate tragic death that we're regarding it as a little better than it actually is? Which that can be a whole like we could talk about that for an hour, but like I don't want to get into like Heath Ledger's death and like is he actually that good? He is that good in my opinion. Like he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he even won an Oscar that year, right? Best Supporting Actor. But think um, about it. We've gone this far into the conversation without okay. bringing him up until now. Like I've mentioned the Joker a few times, but there are a lot of other great points to be made about the Dark Knight mm. other than just Heath Ledger. And obviously, I agree, incredible performance. And that's an interesting question. Like, if he hadn't passed away, would the movie be regarded as highly as it is? Maybe not. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not going to disagree in that it helped to catapult it into this stratosphere of like incredible movie. Mm-hmm. But I still think it belongs up there regardless. Like, I don't know. It's a really yeah. weird question to answer, but I also okay. think all the other actors should be commended and Christian Bale as mm. Bruce Wayne. I know he's your favorite Bruce Wayne, maybe not favorite Batman, but still exactly. he kills it in this movie. Aaron Eckhart as um, Harvey Dent. I can't stand Harvey Dent, especially when he gets to the Two-Face character. I hate him, but that's just a testament to how well he acts as a villain as well. Gary Oldman, 
Just a very subtle performance mm-hmm. by Gary Oldman, but brilliant. Even Maggie Gyllenhaal, like I'm more of a Katie Holmes guy, but she still does well as Rachel, especially now in watching it this time. I was really looking for stuff to highlight like as much as possible. Obviously, I'm very biased in this argument that we're having or discussion, I should say, but I found that her death scene was brilliantly acted in that she knows in the back of her mind that yeah, Bruce is obviously coming to get me. He's not going to save friggin' Harvey Dent, but that's because the Joker gave him the wrong addresses. But then you can just feel that like moment of, oh my God, like I'm going to die now because Bruce is over there. I'm screwed by stuff to kind of put on a brave face, say like, oh, everything will be okay. And then she dies, like explosion, whatever, cuts away. I found like mm-hmm. that was superb acting on Maggie Gyllenhaal's mm-hmm. part. Like, that scene I definitely want to highlight. And then, like, Michael Caine's yeah. solid, um, Morgan Freeman, Heath, obviously. Yeah. Incredible acting. Well said, Eric. Uh, that was a very emotional scene, the the Rachel's death scene with the bombs. Like, that was great. And, like, when he gets to Harvey, he's like, no, 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 no. Like, Harvey knows what that means, right? That was brilliant. And, like, he, and let's not even talk. Let's just talk about the Joker. Like, him, that scene, uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker. There's a, a lot of other good scenes. When when the Joker r- crashes the party and grabs Rachel, like, by, like, the, the face. Like, that was all improvised, apparently, by Heath. And, like, she was actually terrified and looking around. Like, she's, like, probably looking at Christopher Nolan going, he's grabbing my face right now. It's not in the script. That's brilliant. And those, all those little brilliant moments in The Dark Knight make it one of the best, like, action superhero movies. One of the most solid movies that came out that year, I'll say. Okay, so rewatching it the other night, I, I, I saw that and I appreciated it. And let's not forget the brilliant action sequence with the Joker in his truck, right? Oh, yeah. When he's got, like, the rocket launcher and, like, that whole scene and when uh, Dark, uh, Batman flips his truck around and all that. That's brilliant. But, like... But then there's a lot of other stuff in the movie that I'm like, oh, yeah, like this is an action superhero movie at the end of the day. There's a lot of like stuff I had issues with issues that I would I have no issue in the theater enjoying the movie. These things didn't bother me at that point. These things bother me if I'm comparing it to a movie like Godfather or Shawshank Redemption. Hell, like in the top 10, you got movies like 12 Angry Men, uh, Pulp Fiction, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, like. I find there's a, a ton of a lot of issues. Like, there's a lot more issues in, like, if... And I'm going to state a couple of them in The Dark Knight than in those movies, in my opinion. And they have to do, Eric, with just plot convenience. Like, that's all it is to me. It's just, like, all these action movies have have to have plot conveniences in order to work. And I only have an issue with plot conveniences when I'm trying to compare them to actual serious movies. Like, example, like, just the first scene, like, the robbery scene at the beginning is, like, legendary. Like, everyone knows that opening and, like, but, like, and then the the robbers are all picking themselves off. And then (laughs) Joker drives away in, like, a a kid's bus and, like, he just, like, building blows up, pulls up, and then, like, pulls right up into a line of other buses, like, perfect timing, like, in the slot. Like, to me, that's ridiculous no if I'm thinking about it seriously. Like, like, yeah. With rubble off. No, I agree. I'll give I you that like stuff for like sure. That. That's I don't like stuff ridiculous. like that. Here's another example. Like, when Joker lets Rachel, like, down, like, he chucks her out the window at the party and, like, Bruce, like, jumps after her and grabs her or Batman does it. Yeah. And then, like, they land on a car. Like, I don't know, like, uh, that suit must be pretty freaking armored if Bruce is fine after that. Like, he kind of, like, takes the whole... F- like, they're fine after they land on a car. God Laughing knows how many off. stories. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Stuff like that, Eric. And I'm not a fan of the the climax. You're right. The whole, like, cell phone vision crap, I don't like that at all. Mm. I find the action, the fighting scenes kind of weak in this movie, to be honest. Like, that hand-to-hand fighting. 
Like I'd much I'd much rather the over the top Zack Snyder action stuff with like crazy more slower fight scenes than like the just hand to hand. I don't know. I Christopher Nolan. I have an issue with his action sequences. To be honest, in the three Batman movies, I don't think he he's a great. He's that good at directing like fight scenes. I was um, definitely looking for that more because I remember you had mentioned that already. Yeah, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, it's the best action I've ever seen in a movie. I, uh, definitely not. Like, there are other movies, like, especially more recent Marvel movies, have had much more impressive fighting scenes. Also, like, this movie came out in 2008. Not mm-hmm. necessarily saying that other great action movies hadn't already been released prior to that with better action. I'll agree. Like, not maybe not the best action, but not necessarily always the high points of the movie, right? Like I said earlier, I think a lot of it comes down to the tension. Like for me, what really makes those scenes is the buildup to them with the slow pieces getting into place, maybe some plot convenience at play, who knows, but just the buildup and the tension, which is largely due to the music that provides our soundtrack to everything that's happening in the movie. This is one of the best scores in any movie. Hans Zimmer provides a symphony that really keeps you on the edge of your seat every single time even though you know it's coming it just makes you uncomfortable and like oh my god like something bad's gonna happen and then when the triumphant theme for the dark knight comes on you're always pumped up so i can excuse the perhaps but i still don't think the action is terrible though i'm not gonna say it's brutal but it's not the best like it is definitely slow like the editing cuts you can Mm kind of see where um they stopped filming and then they cut to the next angle where Batman is chucking off um like whoever he's fighting there. Mm-hmm. But for just no. to go back to that final scene though quickly, I love it honestly. I thought it was really good like the nice little hostage situation and again the main set piece or um, what's at stake in that final action scene isn't really the action between Joker and Batman, it's between Gotham and its citizens. Will mm-hmm. they succumb to evil as the jokers predicted they would or will they rally together and hope that their counterparts won't give in to uh, like the like temptation kind of but still not easy right like to save your own skin would you be able to kill someone like that to me that was just it's a brilliant final scene like would you be able to and like that normal that normal the regular citizen who becomes like the de facto leader he represents all of us really who like no one really wants to get their hands dirty but then he's kind of like all right well i'll be the one who unfortunately has to step up and do the dirty work to save you all but then when when it all comes down to it and the chips are down couldn't pull the trigger i don't know i think it's a brilliant scene and then the inmates the their leader just throws the detonator yeah. off the boat like without any hesitance. He's like, I should have done this from the beginning. Something you should have done from the beginning or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Absolutely, Eric. Like the the boat thing is a million times more exciting to me than the fight scene, like mm-hmm. the hostage thing. And it is like that again. That's what makes the Dark Knight a really great movie. Not just action, mindless action. Is like dilemmas like that. Yeah. And it's peppered throughout the movie you're right with all those scenes comes also like the super like well the joker is this like one man mastermind who's planted all done all these things again and this happens in the new batman movie this is what happens in any action batman movie or any movie where 
there's like a sinister bad guy and he's like he he can do any like the, the joker is almost omnipotent in this movie he knows everything he can plan every move ahead he he's already planned everything like i, I just have huge i find a movie with that much con, plot convenience it's super fun to watch but i'm like i can't take it seriously again that's why it's not in the category of me of like actual serious good movies because of all that stuff that i have to overlook to enjoy it any action movie is going to be dated like action is a genre that gets dated the, the easiest and the most through the decades because of like technology improving and just like you're rewatching, you're like oh that doesn't hold up as well because just the way it looks right like it's already 14 years old the, or four, uh, yeah 14 years yep. old the movie right and we're already talking about the action being dated and one day we're going to look at infinity war and be like yeah it's super dated the action sucks now or it's not as good. Like movies that have stood the test of time and are going to be recognized as like the greatest movie of all time. Those ones don't have that stuff because they have like a timeless element to them. Simpler story, sim like razor sharp script, classic actors. And yes, the actors in The Dark Knight are all great. But like some of these movies I can mention have like, it's like the pantheon of the greats. And like these movies will still like be watched in a hundred years, but I don't know where Dark Knight's place lies really. It's still gonna be mentioned as a good superhero movie. It's just I was just so sick, like when the movie came out, everyone's like greatest movie of all time, or it's my favorite. Like I, this is super petty and maybe snobbish of me to say, but everyone that's like, Oh, the Dark Knight's my favorite movie of all time, like I feel like you need to explore more and find more like listen like no, it's not. And I know it sounds stupid because it's your opinion. Like, you could think The Dark Knight's the best movie of all time. It's same with, if we're talking about hip-hop here for a second, Eric. It's like if you tell me uh, Get Rich or Die Trying is the greatest album of all time by 50 Cent, I'm like, no, it's not. But, I mean, you can think that, but I think you're wrong. It's kind of like, that's what I compare it to, I guess. Like a popular, because that was a super popular album. I don't know. And, Eric, you've seen a lot of other movies. Like, yep. you took some classes like i mean that's why you say the dark like and like I, I hope the dark knight isn't your favorite movie of all time but like who knows like i don't know what it is I, to be honest I, I just have an issue with people picking a movie like the dark knight as their favorite because it, there's so much ridiculous stuff happening in it in terms of like it's a ridiculous story. It's it works, and there's a lot of like underlying stuff. There's a lot of good themes in the Dark Knight again, which makes it, which elevates it, which is why I would still give the Dark Knight four stars. And it's a great movie. Doesn't belong in any conversation though of like best five hundred movies of all time or whatever. There's so many foreign films out there that people aren't even aware of that like blow the Dark Knight out of the water, Eric. And but, it's but then we have to get like, into a debate. Yeah, it appeals to more people at the end of the day. And like I want to say, True. even some people who aren't like diehard superhero fans will can still see something in the Dark Knight that they can mm -hmm. kind of relate to and they appreciate. Whereas, like unfortunately, foreign films don't really appeal to everybody, right? Like not everyone's True. willing to sit through whether even if it's a short movie, just a, a language that they don't speak or know, and then just reading subtitles. Like a lot of people aren't a fan of subtitles, so that you're losing people right away with True. just because of that. So, and I don't disagree that some of the people who say the dark Knight's their favorite movie, maybe it would be beneficial to see some other movies like that are on this list that you would deem to be, should be higher than dark Knight. Yeah. I mean, I definitely see the value in seeing those uh, other movies, but I also wouldn't fault people for 
falling on that sword and saying that it's their favorite movie and the best movie because it does have so much going for like in my books it checks pretty much almost every box and I am you're gonna be hard pressed to really get me to criticize the Dark Knight and say that it doesn't belong in that conversation because it's up there for a reason I've I was just looking at like reviews for the Dark Knight accolades it's listed on a bunch of websites and forms and um, lists of greatest movie. Well, like, it's there for a reason, I want to say. And I'm also now looking at the IMDb list. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, and The Fellowship of the Ring are in the top 10. So just yeah. to bring it back to our point earlier, do you think that they don't belong in that top 10? Yeah, like I said, I already, yeah, like yeah. I said earlier, okay. no, I don't. Now, I like Lord of the Rings more than The Dark Knight, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I would rank those movies higher from... Like, those movies are ranked in my head higher than The Dark Knight. But, like, if I were to create my own IMDb list, I don't know. I don't think Lord of the Rings would crack, like, the hundred. Hundreds? You don't think you'd put it, like, even in the hundreds? Even if it... Well, like, Could you say that, dark, like, The Fellowship or any of the Lord of the Rings movies, like, could you say they're your favorite movie? But then you're also saying with horror movies that you wouldn't count those... Exactly. ...in that greatest we movie list? Because favorite I've, is straight up subjective, whereas greatest exactly. could be or should be maybe looked at more as objective. Like that's where it's we'll weird. have to draw yeah. the line. It's the whole debate: is are the best movies your favorite, or are they the fa like are they the fa your favorite movies because they're the best? Like mm. I I can make two lists: best movies of all time, yeah. or the greatest I think, and my favorite movies of all time. But some people think that's the like some people argue those that's exact that's the same that would be the same list. Mm -hmm. Because they're 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 your favorite because they are the best. But I mean, if I was making, I I'm in the camp where I can make an uh, objective best list or try to, and I can make a personal favorite list of like movies I can watch over and over again. You know, like Dazed and Confused movies that I don't think I would put Dazed and Confused in the greatest movies of all time right. list. That would be more like it's the whole debate like. And oh, and Eric, some of those movies I bet you in like the greatest of all time are like some of those like film school like Citizen Kane, where it's like oh, it's super highbrow to say it's exactly. the best movie of all so, time. I think that's like ridiculous too, actually. But there 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 do there does exist those movies that are actually like serious and groundbreaking and important films that are actually entertaining and awesome too, not movies like Citizen Kane. Um, but back to your point, uh, the Dark Knight. You're you're right. The Dark Knight hits every box yep. in terms of like it's freaking like it's really hard. The Dark Knight's super hard to criticize. But I guess my main criticism is a movie of that the like the the blueprint of the Dark Knight. It being an action movie with a lot of plot convenience doesn't merit to be like compared to those other like great movies. Um, and I have like like. Like Christian Bale, I think it's really rough as Batman, to be honest. Like that, I can stand the voice, hmm. but that just by me, me years of people like listening to like people are always say like, oh yeah, like he has a horrible Batman voice and being like brainwashed in that sense. Because there's a lot of people that like attack Christian Bale for that, like they say it's not a good like Batman voice. Um, the Dark Knight, it's almost like it's a it's a really simple movie, but it's like disguised by it's 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 overshadowed by like amazing performances, dialogue scenes, like you you mentioned all the dialogue and like moral dilemmas. So like that kind of like disguises what the Dark Knight actually is at the end of the day. And that's just like a simple good versus evil action movie. Like everything work like 
where like i said it's very convenient at the end like everything that happens everything like the joker orchestrates is very like unbelievable mm -hmm. right we we don't care we overlook that to be entertained but at the end of the day it's still like it doesn't make any sense i guess but I guess that comes back um, to your point earlier about yeah. like, it needs to be grounded in reality. And yeah, one man organizing all of this to see yeah. the demise of man in an entire city. Like, what are the odds that someone could pull that off? Yeah. And then you're saying like, okay, you should just look past or we look past it and then you're still able to put it that high. I also want to come back though to your point about that it's disguised as a good versus evil action movie. You can even take out the action part and just say it's a good versus evil movie, True. which kind of removes it from the superhero category, therefore making it eligible to be in the True. greatest movie of all time conversation. Because and I've already made the point about like everyone falling into their evil human nature tendencies, right? Like a Lord of the Flies style, like when man is left to, or when man is left to his own devices, he'll succumb to evil like that happens in this movie so like that's a huge theme that i think like you said can go over the entire batman plot and um just setting i guess like the superhero setting you you bring eric a super super interesting point because i was thinking about this for the other the the new Batman movie we're going to talk about. But let's say the Dark Knight, let's say Bruce was just a detective, no costume or anything, no superhero. It's a crime movie. Let's say this was a crime movie. And it actually works as a, just like a crime movie. 100%. With a tiny bit of action sprinkled in, the action being like bombs going off and like explode. Like, yep. would the movie, honestly, that'd be very interesting to see. And it could be, uh, like the Joker could just like, you don't change anything about that. It's just a guy he likes to, you know, paint his face because he's a psychopath or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's a detective. Bruce Wayne's a detective. And everything that happens, happens the same way. Except, like, there's no, like, Batmobile and all that stuff. Just regular cars. But that would be interesting, Eric. Because that would be, like... Oh, it's an, it's just, like, a movie we've... There's a ton of crime movies that come out, right? And the best ones, people consider them... They put them up there, right? Like, a movie like Heat with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Cop and robber movie. Heists and uh, law enforcement trying to stop them. This one would be more like of a more political like stuff going on with the mayor and like, um, yeah, that's a very interesting point. And you could and that's a good argument in your in your in your camp of like, hey, it's just because it's a dark. It's like a, a superhero movie that's honestly maybe the most grounded in reality in the sense that like there's no there's nothing like supernatural, right, Eric? And there's nothing. Um, We're getting somewhere. No, well, this is like, and honestly, going into the next movie, like that, that was yeah. like what I enjoyed about it. But well, I think we're still in the Dark Knight. Um, well, we can just say though, like all that is in the movie. The only thing that it has that, like I said, you would consider this to be a movie that's not grounded in reality is that there is a, a superhero in the movie, right? Like that's the only difference, and that like it literally is a detective movie, maybe with some additional action piece like like i said earlier the chinese extortion like to get lao from china right like that's a bit over the top true there that, are they would do it differently little yeah. like, that's a factor but that is still all in the movie and then there's also like the the corruption within the um police like uh, james gordon's crew there's a lot of messy stuff going on like every little character has something going on with them i love all the mob aspects to like a big sal yes. Maruni guy super yeah. underrated character and performance yeah, eric roberts did good as yeah. uh 
Yeah. No, the crime stuff's great. I like crime movies. Yeah, like I said, it's this honestly, like you, you even said before, it all comes down to preference mm-hmm. and I just have a huge problem, Eric, when like I I the thing is the Dark Knight for me is very overrated because I find like it gets too much love of like if you're giving the Dark Knight this much love, no, no, wait. There's like a million, uh, hundreds of other movies that are like you'll enjoy way more because, like, at the end of the day, I don't think the Dark Knights. I think there's so much better than the Dark Knight. I think that's my issue. Is there's so much better than the Dark Knight out there that no matter how good the Dark Knight is, I'm like, there's so much better. And uh, again, personal preference. The only thing that I think deserves that is not overrated in the Dark Knight is Heath Ledger. Like everything said about Heath Ledger, I don't think like. That's not exaggerated. Like, he actually is that good. But I think everything else is a bit overhyped about it. Like, it's not the be-all, end-all of, like, action movies or deserves to be mentioned in great lists. I don't know. It deserves to be mentioned in, like, best that came out that year. But, like, looking back, we have hundred, we have over 100 years of cinema. And it's like, no, it doesn't. There's so much better out there than The Dark Knight. But, like, the other night watching it, I really enjoyed it. Like, two hours, 20, no, two hours and a half flew by. Super quotable, Eric. Even though I hadn't watched the movie in a while, I remember the quotes. Even, like, stupid quotes, like, the, the fake Batman asking, like, he's like, what makes you so different from us? And he's like, I'm not wearing hockey pads. Like, yeah, it's a little cheesy, but, like, it, I remember that line. I was like, oh, yeah, that's funny. That, that, that was and, killer in the theaters. I remember yeah. the whole theater was laughing. And actually, yeah. that, that was another point that I wrote. And, like, you know what's big for me in movies is humor. It has yeah. a lot of humor in this movie, and a mm-hmm. lot of it is kind of, I'll bring it back to the homie James Gordon. It's very subtle. It's really not humor like you see in the Marvel movies where it's, True. like, just, like, kind of goofy and really in your face like these are like kind of muffled lines sometimes like just under their breath and like little lines like even bruce wayne when he bumps into rachel and harvey at the hotel there and then (laughs) he's with his date and then he's like oh we'll just push these two tables together harvey's like oh i don't know if we can do that bruce that shouldn't be a problem i own the place just like it's it's such a boss moment like let's Anyway, I know we already talked about this already, but man, Christian Bale kills it as a friggin' baller Bruce Wayne. You really believe this guy is a billionaire, owns every hotel in Gotham, and just has the, the sickest cars, sick bike, sick house, just living the life, but also has a lot of demons and like struggles with Rachel. And anyways, all the, all this stuff I already talked about, but let's give Christian Bale some flowers, his flowers as well great performance and we can obviously we'll get into the Batman. i think we're i'm almost good to get into the batman at this point to be honest all my my points have been exhausted it might have to be up to the people to decide is the batman does it belong in this category does it not if we're just going off the polls that i put up like everyone's saying it belongs in the goat movie conversation it was like a 92 percent mm-hmm. agreeing and like it was most people like only one person said that it was not their favorite batman movie i think that was me <laughs> yes so there are two polls one of them oh, it was okay. only you and then the one today was basically which one out of like the dark knight the batman batman begins other which is your favorite one vote was for batman begins Mm-hmm. Which I can respect. I, I'm a huge Batman Begins guy. We wouldn't even be having this debate right now if, like, I we would be saying, oh, this is a great movie. It's great. It's just because it's ranked so highly that I find it, I have to, like, bring it back down to reality and say, no, 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 like, calm down. It's not, it's, 
like to me it's absolutely ridiculous that it's number three on the internet movie database because i'm looking at like the bottom like every movie under it and i'm like 99 percent of the movies under it are much better achievements than the dark knight in my opinion we're talking movies with like the the greatest act- none of the none of the actors in the dark knight are going to go down as the greatest actors of like of their generation in my opinion they're not like like okay, Christian Bale's a really good actor, but like he's not—I don't know—I don't want to start listing a million movies and making this like film history class or whatever. But I don't know. I just don't think the Dark Knight. It's ridiculous. To, Maybe that's to a think point it, in its favor that it's such a good movie without some of the best actors of their generation. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe that's another point in favor. Like even though they didn't have all these great actors, obviously they're good actors, but not the greatest, and they're still able to turn in these performances. Yeah, I just meant like these other great movies that are better than The Dark Knight happen to have like some of the greatest actors of all time. So they even make that movie even better. But then again, like I, this this has been an exercise in like me trying to compare like a drama to an action movie to a crime movie. And like then there's like comedies in there, like the greatest comedies. Do they even belong? And like, can they be compared to a movie like The Dark Knight or uh, other serious dramas? I don't know. That's a whole... That could be a whole different episode. The Dark Knight versus Harold and Kumar, another episode. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Not quite what I... Yeah. But yet... Well, then it's not a bad example because, like, Harold and Kumar can be considered a classic in that little Well, no, so I just said Harold and Kumar because when we did our, like, top five comedy movies, that's what I list as my number one. But um, I don't know if you'd find that on a top movie list or top comedy list at the top anyways. Actually, I have one question, though. Like, just looking at this list, would you rank, like, movies like Citizen Kane above The Dark Knight? Citizen Kane? Honestly, uh, um, I would... I like The Dark Knight a hundred times more than Citizen Kane. I watched Citizen Kane once, and I was like, okay, what's the big deal? So, like... If I'm making up my own list, I'm putting The Dark Knight above Citizen Kane, but that's because I didn't really like Citizen Kane at all. Mm. Um, and even if I was making a best of list, I don't think I would put Citizen Kane there because I, I guess I'd have to be like told by some like some like some professor like why it's so important. But like, no, no, like I don't get me wrong, like I The Dark Knight is super enjoyable. It's just I have I could list a hundred like not Citizen King, but I could list like some of my favorites and be like, oh my god, all these are so much better than the Dark Knight. Why is the Dark Knight ranked so high? I guess maybe it's very personal of me, but I think the Dark Knight ranks above all my favorite movies, which is why I kinda like attack it all the time, right? It's very personal for me. And movies are super dear in my heart, so I kinda like I I get more what's the word, defensive quicker, like like at work, if someone like says, "Oh, this movie's really bad," or like Bash is one of my favorite movies, right? I'm right there on that hill. Like I will die on my hill, you know, like defending a movie that I like, and because I'm like very passionate about it. I guess I'm very passionate about The Dark Knight being ranked above all my other favorite movies, which is maybe where the main, the root of my issue stems from. Like it's, I find its values being like it's, it's a little overrated in like where it belongs in cinema history, right? That's fair. And um, then again, we come back to the favorite versus best argument. And uh, to that, we may never find an answer that is one size fits all, if you will. So maybe we can uh, shut it down there for our Dark Knight debate. It's been fun, though, going toe-to-toe with you here. And um, I mean, like I said... 
maybe the people can decide what they think. But yeah, I think a good exercise or a good takeaway from this would be to go maybe and explore and watch some other movies that you maybe see on a list as being ranked very highly and be like, okay, okay this is a foreign movie. It's not normally the kind of movie that I would watch, but it's ranked highly or below the Dark Knight in IMDb's case. Maybe I should check this out as well and like be more cultured when it comes to movies. I haven't seen like a bunch of these movies on this list. I like 12 Angry Men I've never seen. Question, Eric, do you think Reservoir Dogs is a better movie than Dark Knight? Hmm. Not in terms of like, of course, like the sets are bigger and it's a grand spec. Like Reservoir Dogs is a very indie movie, but like, what movie you think's better, Reservoir Dogs or The Dark Knight? I'm gonna go with The Dark Knight. Okay. As- See, in my opinion, Reservoir Dogs, just because it's it's, I don't know. I love to me, it exudes dogs. It's a- it exudes like the performances and like the story, the how much like. I'm way more entertained by a movie like Reservoir Dogs. I find the acting in Reservoir Dogs like so much better than The Dark Knight. It's just like that type of movie I want to watch, right? But it's super personal to me. And you might say the complete opposite. You're like, no, The Dark Knight has so much better acting. But uh, that's just like, that's where I'm coming from in terms of like my preference. I'd rather a small indie, like not a big spectacle type of thing. Just like a small little smart, sharp movie like Reservoir Dogs. So this does like this was an interesting talk. I I don't want it. I didn't want to make it a debate. Just like a friendly like, an yeah, easy talk sure. on the movie, you know. And we can talk about it down if we have a guest down the road that wants to like bring up more points or something like, just like quickly like we can t- we can definitely talk about the Dark Knight more down the road. Just not like. Yeah, I think we've gone f- over it quite a bit there, and I'm sure yeah, okay. like I probably had other notes written down. I wrote a lot of notes watching the movie there, but I think I covered most of them and. Uh, okay. Love the movie. Okay. It, go go rewatch. If you haven't watched it in a long time, like it was really fun. Me too. Me too. It had been a little bit since I saw it there. I really enjoyed watching it. It sounds like you did as well. So I don't think you can go wrong with um, the Dark Knight. So now we're gonna transition into the latest Batman movie titled The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson as the titular character. And uh, yeah, we'll just give our like opening thoughts really quickly before getting into like full on like spoilers and analysis of it there so matt do you want to kick us off again there just what did you think of the batman so yeah like this movie i've been excited for for a little bit after watching the seeing the trailer like so like it feels like we've been waiting for this movie forever thanks to covid um my opening thoughts is i really really enjoyed the movie um i recommend going to see it to me this like the strengths of the movie were just like the atmosphere the setting the way it was done were the strong suits coupled with like great acting um so yeah my opening like go see the movie if you haven't um i like the story in the movie and honestly i thought robert panson was fine um i'll get more to that later when we do spoiler talk but just my opening thoughts really really enjoyed it i recommend it yeah i agree i really enjoyed it as well was a big fan of the movie. Again, like you, was really excited for it because it had been announced, I want to say, either 2019 or 2020. So we've been waiting for this movie for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was always, I think anyways, optimistic about Robert Pattinson that he would be good. He definitely delivered for me. Just like, I this isn't really a spoiler there. I much preferred his Batman than his Bruce Wayne. Like, that's another mm-hmm. interesting thing about Batman is that there's always those two components to the character, right? I thought his Bruce Wayne was definitely different than the Bruce Wayne we get from either Christian Bale or Ben Affleck. I still had no problem with it, but I just thought he was a, a really sick Batman. Loved the tone of the movie. 
Loved the music. It was killer. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to that score all week. Like, perfect just to work out. Either work out to or just uh, work to. Really great stuff. Like, the Batman theme, every time it came on the movie, always got me fired up. Action was great. I will say, like, the running time was a little long. There were points where I was like, okay, like, maybe they could speed certain things up. Or now that I've seen the whole movie, I'm... Obviously, they could have trimmed a bit of a bit and um, sped things up, but no. Overall, really enjoyed the movie. Definitely recommend. We'll get into some spoiler talks now. So, if you haven't seen it yet, maybe just hit pause. You know, go watch it, come back, and then yeah, listen. So yeah, um, spoilers. What do we got? <laughs> What's to spoil? You uh, you said a lot of good stuff, Eric. Uh, okay, the, let's address the running time for myself, like. I had all, I was going into the movie with only four hours sleep, and I, so I was super tired. I did not like the movie. Obviously, kept me awake, but like there was certain parts where I was like struggling to like keep my eyes open. Maybe that, that's because most of the movie shot at night. And you know what? Really? I love the fact that there's a lot of night scenes in this movie, and it is long. But I found like the story kept moving along. Like we kept finding out like there's more murder. Like every person getting picked off. Like it moved the story along. So I appreciated that. Panson kept me engaged in the movie. You're right, Eric. He was a great. He was great as the Batman. Like his look was very unique. Like the like his suit. Like I, that. I had to get used to that. Right. Like his look. I was like, oh. Uh, the fight scenes were really like a little more raw than the Christopher Nolan fight scenes in his movies. So I liked that a lot. Um, you know what I was. What shocked me in the movie was Zoe Kravitz. She was actually like way better than I could imagine in this movie because I didn't. When I, I saw her casted as Catwoman, I was like, I was a little skeptical, but I think she killed it, actually. Like, that was a surprise for me in the movie was Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. What did you think of her? She was really good. Yeah, definitely yeah. killed it. I, I will say, though, had a couple of cringe moments with her. Like, there's yet a line, I think, where she's like, don't worry about me. I got nine lives and then jumps off no. the bill. I was like, man, this, I don't know. Like, that was kind of a tough moment. And then the first, the kiss with um, with Batman. Right. I feel like that was a little off too. But overall, I loved how she was in like the criminal underworld, like the clubs yes. with like Falcone. And like, okay, the theater for me, they lost it when she said she was Falcone's daughter. Like a woman like, pretty close to the screen because we were in the back row and we just heard her yell, oh my God. Like she yelled when she said what? she was, which I thought was so <laughs> random, but it was pretty funny. But a lot of people were like gasping and... No, no, she did really well. I did find, though, I will say, and this kind of ties in with Catwoman, but just for the whole movie, I was confused at times following the plot. Like, I thought there was a lot going on. I was like, all right. It got a little over-convoluted, like, just convoluted, and there's just too much happening at the same time, and then we're kind of switching back and forth between, like, okay, now the Riddler's the main villain, but okay, now yeah. we're going to focus on Falcone, mm-hmm. and then it gets back to the Riddler. Like, I feel like that was how they jumped along. And even Penguin was in there for a little bit, but I loved Colin Farrell as Penguin. He was mm-hmm. unrecognizable. Obviously that's what everyone's saying there, but it's true. And he was really good. He was pretty funny too. <laughs> he was a lot going on. What did you, okay. So what do you think about the, like the plot that I mentioned? Like it was a little confusing and stuff. It was confusing. Um, I was in a theater with not a lot of people. I was really like, I was, I, there's not one thing that I missed. Like I heard everything they said. So I, I wasn't confused. I was just like, I tried really hard to follow everything and I did a good job. Humble brag. Cause I think I pretty much, I pretty, I have the whole plot. I didn't miss anything. 
but yeah, you're right, Eric. There's a lot of talk of like it's it's all like the geopolitical like city about Gotham City, right? And what's been done in the past that shaped the future, um, with the Waynes and freaking Maroni and, and the ex police chief, the police chief who got killed, who was like like all the corruption basically. There was a lot of talk of that and like cops that were on like Falcone's payroll and uh that was it was maybe a little excessive like i can't imagine that freaking young teenager watching this and being like paying any attention to that right yeah, agreed i was more engaged eric in like the riddler in the riddlers like all his letters to batman and like the clues there i i like that investigation part of the movie way more than like the uncovering the corrupted the corruption uh jeffrey wright like we've praised him enough on this podcast. We'll praise him some more now because he deserves it. He's awesome. Yeah, he I love Jeffrey it. Wright. Just from the opening shot, Eric, like the opening, the opening murder scene was great in my opinion. Mm, Just like oh, yeah. Batman walking in on them and like all the cops are like, what the hell? That was cool. And yep. the point of view. And what do you think of the Riddler? I'm very, I, I, I talked to a lot of coworkers about this and I heard there's a lot of mixed reviews on the Riddler. What do you think of yeah, Paul Dano as the Riddler? Yeah, I'm kind of torn, to be honest. Like, and actually, so we got a few comments about the Batman that we're going to go over. And one of them was from our cousin Sarah, big Batman fan. And um, I'll just get into what she said because I kind of agree with her as well. So she wrote in, At times, I thought he was trying too hard to be the next Heath Ledger. But other times, I was like, oh shit, he's actually so good. I liked how they modernized him with the social media following. Also, the way he played him felt very, very realistic for a villain, which is what I find separates Batman movies from other superheroes. Yep, agreed 100%. So I agree with everything Sarah said because I was also thinking that, like, yeah, I kind of trying a little too hard to be, like, a little over the top at times. Like, one scene I had a, a bit of an issue with was when the DA is all strapped to the bomb and he has to answer those three riddles. And they have the Riddler on FaceTime and he's just going off like he's monologuing like Syndrome and in Incredibles. And then he, the DA interrupts him and then the, uh, the Riddler just like snaps and his voice really changes. I feel like that was an over the top freak out on his part. But I guess it makes sense because he's an unstable man. So you can kind of give him a pass. I thought he did a great job though overall. Like he was re- especially when he's locked up in Arkham and like he's talking to Batman and you can just see like the desperation in his face like his emotions are all over the place he was terrifying too like with his mask and just his voice so Mm -hmm. I guess I'm also all over the place in my analysis of the Riddler overall I'll say he was really good like he was a scary villain did a good job but I couldn't help but also be like ah you know what I think he's trying a little too hard at times what did you think Matt I thought at times for me he was like I was trying not to laugh because I thought it was a little like, again, over like his voice made me laugh sometimes. I was like, oh, my God, he sounds ridiculous. But then other times I was like, no, it works perfectly. Yeah. Same with the mask. Like at first I loved the mask and then I'm like, no, no, it looks stupid. So I was going back and forth too. I really a rewatch honestly would be huge in terms of like cementing my thoughts on like what I think of him in the overall and the movie overall. Because, you know, there's so much we missed, right? Like in any... It's a three-hour movie. Of course, in the first hour, there's probably so much stuff that's, like, foreshadowing that we totally went over our heads, right? An actor I like, though, is John Torturo as uh, Carmine Falcone. That was good. He, I didn't I didn't even know he was in the movie, so that was a nice surprise. Always a big fan of his. Never really seen him as a villain, so it was nice. Again, okay, so this, this movie has, again, like I mentioned, The Dark Knight. This is a movie. A lead detective could have been the main character, and it could have been the same storyline, right? 
him uncovering, like going to murder scenes and figuring out clues and catching a killer. And that's what I love the most about this new Batman movie is not over the top. Like it's, it's grounded in reality. I find this one even like this one is a, a film noir, like Matt Reeves, the director even said, so he wanted to make a film noir Batman movie. And to me, he succeeded. The city is like a character in and, in and of itself. Just the shots of the street and the lights, like all the night scenes like that captured that feel perfectly, in my opinion, just like watching it like a 70s detective film. And that's what I love the most about this movie, Eric, was like the mood, the the city itself as a character and the film, the detective aspect of the movie. I agree. Very Maltese Falcon-esque shout-out film noir. Right. And yeah, I I really love that aspect too, like the detective Batman. Like that's what the streets are calling him there. I thought it was really fun to see. Like this is the most we've ever seen Batman and James Gordon interact together, like constantly, just nonstop searching for clues and like reading over the the Riddler's um, hints. For Batman really there but Gordon was along for the ride as well another point you made was about um yeah like we missed stuff the whole movie I kept looking at the bottom of my screen like just muscle memory trying to read the subtitles that weren't there like that's just how like how much I start I've been just always watching everything with subtitles now so it was weird to be in the theater like you really felt like you had to really focus like subtitles they've ruined me for in movie in theater movie experiences but it's all good. No complaints. It's a must-see movie in theaters. But yeah, no, I love the setting. And again, I'll just go, bring it back to the music. It really doubles down on the feel and tone that you get from the cinematography. Like just those gray and dark colors with like the little cold, very cold feeling um, yeah. songs in the background. But it wasn't overly like depressingly dark. Kind of like a Batman vs. Superman, like the Snyder movies. Not... Not to like needlessly bash those, but I feel like it was dark, but not as dark as those movies, but somehow darker, but better, you know? So, and I know what um, you're saying here. The, yeah. I'll just say on my point about the plot being confusing, it all ties together perfectly in the end. Like by the time the final act begun, I understood everything like with the renewal fund and like the the money allocated to the city. I was like, whoa, like this is brilliant. And Mm -hmm. that's why, weirdly enough, watching the whole, watching the movie, like the whole time I was just thinking like, oh, like what am I going to give this movie out of 10? Like, what is this going to be? And like, I was trying to compare it to the Dark Knight and stuff when like, that's probably not a healthy way to be looking at a movie and they should just be in the moment observing and taking it all in and enjoying it. But I was going back and forth about what I thought about it, but then in the end, it all resolved itself into a, a solid, uh, right now I'm going to say this like an 8, 8.5 out of 10 for sure. One time, first time watch, 100% for me. Um, I don't know if you want to put a number to it at this point, Matt, or there's something you want to add on to that like the final act or anything there what are your thoughts the movie i'd give it an 8 out of 10 for now the final act like basically once riddler's followers get into the game like that whole sequence like i thought the final act in the movie wasn't like it's not its strength to to put it bluntly like i wasn't like wowed or anything unlike the the final act of like a of, of a Zack snyder movie where it's like epic sometimes even too epic where like buildings are blowing up and stuff. This isn't a, we were never going to see buildings blow up in this movie. We were going to get like just a conclusion like that, but I just thought it was like, it wasn't like I, the, my favorite, it wasn't like the, the, the penguin um, Batman car sequence to me was more epic than like what happened at the end of this movie in terms of action. I really like the, the, 
the chase sequence actually the car chase that was really good like that at the theater worth watching worth watching the movie for that alone really um the other scenes i loved because they reminded me of other movies that i like i'm in love with is the scene where they're investigating like the iceberg nightclub and he sends her in with the camera on her eye and like just like that voyeuristic like he's observing her and he's like okay don't do this okay now tell him this like i'm like those are i'm a sucker for those scenes eric i love stuff like that love it and that's where you're like um catwoman meets the da and like that was good yeah that was good stuff and that da peter sarsgaard married to maggie gyllenhaal oh wow there's the connection yeah he's her husband full circle Oh yeah, okay, Colin Farrell, like, I thought we'd see more of the Penguin in this movie, but, like, perfect setup, right? Like, his scenes were great, but, like, promise of more if there's more down the road. Uh, That was great. I love, like, the scene where they they think he's the snitch, right, and they interrogate him, and he's like, that was great. Yeah. (laughs) You really killed it. Um, Okay, Bruce Wayne, uh, Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it was like, he almost, like, was just like a whine, not a whiny, but like a disheveled bum right he was like the bum bruce wayne like shows up at the funeral like the long hair threw me off his hair i was like oh that's not bruce wayne bruce wayne is always like exactly trim and proper yeah <laughs> and for me like that's what i called him and i think a lot of people are also going off this vibe like I, for me it was like an emo bruce wayne like that's Ooh. exactly what i thought of while i was watching the movie and i'm seeing a lot of like goth bruce wayne all that like it's all the same and i could kind of excuse it for this movie because and i've heard that this is like kind of how the year one batman or bruce wayne is like right like he's really not fully formed yet not acclimated in the role of the dark knight or the batman and I think in future Batman movies with Robert Pattinson, we'll see the Bruce Wayne we're used to seeing, like the hotel buying on the fly Bruce, just walking out with all the models, killing the game in the Lambo. I think that's what we're going to see. And even if it isn't, honestly, I'm sure like, it's fine. But I do think we're going to see. And what I also liked about the end of the movie was it's kind of a promise or that's how I took it anyways, as a sign of Bruce investing more into Gotham. Like when he was meeting with the um, the senator who wanted to become the mayor of Gotham, like mm-hmm. she was like, yeah, we really would, it'd be nice to get you to contribute like some of your money, like your parents promised you back in the day. Like, that was a hint in my mind at Bruce eventually giving back to the community and literally now they're underwater. They need someone to help them get their feet back on the ground mm-hmm. literally and yeah. <laughs> just get some positive momentum going for Gotham because the end is interesting like it's both a, a victory and also a defeat right like now we're right. seeing there's going to be another power struggle like there's going to be like you said more penguin coming up he's there's a the throne is open for the the crown prince of crime in Gotham the joker's been foreshadowed now uh, the riddlers in Arkham he's probably going to be maybe getting new followers other villains are going to be introduced gotham's in shambles there's a lot going on i can't wait to see more of this bat verse i also want to just comment the car chase scene was unreal especially with the music that upside down shot of batman walking towards penguin with the car on fire or the fire behind him is incredible i had chills that whole scene it was unreal Wow, well said. You said a lot of good stuff there. You're right. The ending is not like a clean ending. It's like, uh, uh, did they actually like who won really? Okay, did you like the 
I like I, I really like the narration like the like the voiceover in the movie the like love that like from the opening when he's talking about Gotham and I like right away that hooked me into the movie Eric and I'm like oh this feels like like the a movie I really love seven with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman I thought like this movie like had a like the feel of a seven sometimes with the murder scenes and like the invest I like I was so like hooked by that eric and oh, i was in love with it and what's crazy is i can't even remember the music in the movie and i'm as soon as we get off i'm gonna like download the i'm gonna listen to the the soundtrack like the 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 main theme i guess is what you're talking about the, one that the you whole soundtrack to. is just whole fire. soundtrack okay. but yes the so main i'm gonna theme listen to that so good okay because i can't even i can't even remember it like I, I guess i didn't zero in on that but you have an ear for music actually like you like hone in on that no, it's it was a really good movie. I know I definitely need to rewatch it because I definitely there's some stuff that like I missed in terms of like probably little like foreshadowings at the beginning and like you said the subtitle thing. I'm a victim to that too, Eric. Sadly, I just need the subtitles when I'm at home or watch like I I just follow better. I don't know. A hundred percent because right? you're not only like listening to it, you're also reading it. it. Doubles your intake of knowledge, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What else did you say? You said a lot of good stuff there. Um, the whole, okay, the with the senator and like, so she's gonna be when when they first introduced her and the other mayor at the beginning. I didn't know what like the angle was gonna be. I thought she was gonna be more into the movie and like even potentially of like. Um, I didn't know she would be like the main at the end. Like he tries to assa- they try to assassinate her. Right? I didn't even like that. Didn't even like cross my mind. I thought it was gonna be like I find this movie the bad guys not. It's a movie where Batman's like just any ordinary. I find like there's less attention on Batman in this movie than any other Dark Knight movie. And in this movie, he's kind of like just like another detective on the case, right? Which is what I liked about it. Like, like bring him, bring like being with all the other cops in his suit and at the station or, and on the crime scenes. Like to me, that was like totally like weird for me to see, but I liked, I liked it a lot. This movie is completely different from any other Batman movie, folks. But like that was a good thing in my opinion. Like I, it was fresh. It was fun to watch. I'm glad the I yes, it was almost three hours. I'm glad the producers like greenlit that running time. You know, because we got like a full big story and no like directors cut bullshit in two years of. <laughs> Oh, well, there was actually a three-hour cut of The Batman. That's actually a good movie. Now, this movie would not have been as good if it was only two hours, right, Eric? Yeah, it's We would true. have been complaining. And that kind I of think it, ties yeah. into a question or a comment we got from the homie Bassam. He said, I thought the pace was great. I had no periods of boredom. Not everyone agrees. What do you think? We're kind of going over it right now, or you just did anyways. I also yeah. had a comment on the two. I did find it a little long at times, but none of it, at the end of the day... None of it was really wasted time. Like it all ties together perfectly in the end. But again, I'm mean, have to say, like, I need another a rewatch of it just to see, like, if every single scene is needed to get to where we eventually got in the end. But I'd True. say that overall, like, okay, actually, so the the subplot with them, um, I think it's her girlfriend with them, um, Catwoman's girlfriend who like disappears and then dies. I found yeah. that was kind of a distraction and a a B plot that wasn't fully fleshed out and I didn't really care for as much either, to be honest. It was a plot convenience to like hook up the two characters, I think, right? Yeah, true. Plot convenience. Uh, uh, Cause he sees her in the picture. Yeah. Annika or whatever her name is. Yeah. Annika. Exactly. Cause he sees her in the picture outside with the mayor. And to your point that you said earlier about the seven comparison, hundred percent. That's what I was thinking too. The scene 
at the funeral scene literally looks like the same setting where Kevin Spacey turns himself in, right? Without his fingerprints, yeah. without his um, yeah. That's what I thought the whole time. Like it, it was that scene was in the trailers too, so I obviously had some time to think about that seven comparison mm-hmm. there. And I also love like Batman with all the cops, like he's just another detective mm-hmm. kind of. It's a like you said, a fresh look at Batman. I'm all for it, but I don't think that's what we're gonna see going forward. It worked this one time. Now I want to see like a more developed Batman in the okay. future movies. Yeah, like this movie was very like. The, the Matt Reeves, the director, like it reminded me of David Fincher, who did Seven and Zodiac and all those and those like crime movies. It was very like clinical and cold approach, like narration and just like presenting facts and stuff leading to other clues. Like it was a very super razor sharply done movie in terms of like it was like it was shot super well, but like it, technically the movie looked flawless. Again, maybe my only issues are with like the ending. Like I didn't expect. I didn't expect any of that ending to happen. Really. Like it was a shock for me, but I was like, oh, I don't know if I like that as much as like uh, I didn't really know where the movie would go. To be honest, like yeah. there was going to be no epic fight scene showdown with the main bad guy. Like that wasn't this isn't what this movie is. It's not a Zack Snyder superhero movie. I really enjoyed the movie. Um, it 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 was better than I thought, Eric. Like when I went in, I, I had low expectations, and it just like it did not disappoint. And would I go rewatch it at a theater? That's like a that's a hard question, but because uh, of the running time. But uh, no, I really enjoyed my time with it. I think, it could, and I think Matt Reeves continues to do these movies. Like I think the next one could be even better. And like like you said, like break it open here and like make an epic. You know. Yeah, I agree with you. I didn't I didn't know where it was going, like what the finale would be. Like I honestly didn't even know how much time was left in the movie when <laughs> right. the Riddler was captured in Arkham. I was like, okay, is this the last scene really? Like where he's basically just like they're gonna talk a little bit and he's gonna explain what he was trying to do. Is there another plan planned? Like I didn't really know what was gonna happen. I, I liked it honestly. I liked all the Riddlers and like that it tied together with like his social media following, which Sarah brought up that made it a little more modern, like these hard, hardcore, like people who believe in the chaos that the Riddler wants to unleash. Like, it's really not that unrealistic to um, assume that like, that's something that could happen, like sadly in the world. And, um, which made it a little even scarier, right? So definitely a different Batman movie. I agree all for it. And I didn't really comment on this earlier. You mentioned it the action was unreal. Like uh, the hand-to-hand raw fighting style that Robert Pattinson had in, in his Batman was incredible. The scene where he saves the guy, the old man earlier in the movie, like at, at the, on Halloween there, and he's going at mm-hmm. all those jokers, all those clowns, basically, whatever yeah. they are, just pumping them in the subway. I was loving that scene. Again, with the music, it just adds to the um, intensity so definitely recommend the movie. That's all I have to say on it at this time, honestly. Pumped to see it again. I don't know if I'll go see it in theaters again, honestly, but great movie. Yeah, I I mean, I pretty much said what I wanted to say. Um, biggest takeaway, the biggest takeaway for this movie for me was just like the setting and the mood and the, the, the look of the movie I fell in love with. Okay, so we're done really with the Batman topic. So before we move on to random recommendations, there was another comment that came in. I asked about the Batman and just thoughts on 
Maybe is Robert Pattinson the best Batman? Blah, blah, blah. Anything really, anything and everything Batman. The homie Justin Mochtinger submitted that Dark Knight Rises and Christian Bale are the best in the Batman universe. So I'll agree with the Christian Bale. Dark Knight Rises is not my favorite of that trilogy. I didn't even, like, I rewatched Batman Begins and then I rewatched The Dark Knight, but didn't rewatch Rises. I don't know, there's something about it that. Like, I think that's even a shorter movie than The Batman, but it feels too long. Not a huge Bane guy either. I feel like he's an overrated villain. What do you what do you have to say on uh, Dark Knight Rises? Uh, Dark Knight Rises I've seen twice. I loved it at the theater. It really fell hard the second time I watched yeah, I it at home, and I was like, oof. I don't even know if I need to rewatch this movie ever. <laughs> it was like, I wasn't a fan of the storyline, to be honest. I didn't like that. Again, the action in Dark Knight Rises, not that, like, I think if you watch it now, you'd be super dated and you wouldn't even like it. Like, the fight scenes are not that great. What, like, Christopher Nolan, great director. I don't, uh, his fight choreography is not that great, in my opinion. Christian Bell's a great Bruce Wayne. Really good Bruce Wayne. Not my favorite Batman in the suit, though. Right. Actually, while we're still on the topic, so now I kind of want to... I on crave all the batman movies are there including a lot of animated ones so i've been looking at like the dark knight returns which i've seen like that's a very good animated movie and there are two of them Mm -hmm. would you recommend any of those batman movies my like even the older ones like i've never i've never seen any of them so are there any that you would recommend animated or live action that should be watched not nice maybe not to everybody but like like i'm asking right now like are there any that i should be watching you think i'm i'm honestly the wrong person to ask like i would ask sarah our cousin the batman expert i've only seen like maybe five of them eric like they were very entertaining like i watched batman assault on arkham which is like a suicide squad movie but like the ones i like are the ones that not only have it's not just batman focused they have other like the jokers in there and I'm more of a fan, Eric, of, like, Batman, the animated series from the 90s, and, like, Batman and all the Justice League movies or adaptations, okay. like, the animated ones. So, movie-wise, like, the stand... I've, I've actually seen The Dark Knight Returns, like, part one and part two. That was good. Okay, there you go. So, that's um, a Yeah, those were good. Different, like, every animated movie is completely different. But, like, there's other, like... I remember watching, like, Mask of the Phantasm when I was a kid, but, like, uh, it's been so long. I don't even know, like, I don't remember it that well. I just know, like, there's a lot of, like, I think inspiration for the new Batman movie for Mask of Phantasm, I think. I don't even know. That might be just me saying nonsense. No, I can't. I'm not. I can't comment too hard on the Batman animated movies. Okay. Well, I'm going to check them out. Like, I, I had, I identified The Dark Knight Returns as, like, something I want to watch coming up. So, maybe I'll be recommending it next episode as well. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Do you want to dive into some random wrecks? Sure. I've watched... Uh, I mostly stuck to movies because I've been, like, slacking hard on them. Uh, okay, I watched... Uh, I know this movie was mentioned on a previous episode, The F Word. I think oh, you nice. brought it up, Eric. Yeah. yeah. With Daniel Radcliffe, Zoe, uh, Zoe Kazan. Yep. Adam Driver and a, a lot of good... You know what? I really enjoyed this movie, That's Eric. Cool. I laughed out loud. I actually rewound a scene the window falling oh, scene. Oh, like, dude, I was I, dying. I that died, scene, man. Oh my god, I was laughing, dude. The whole movie, I was laughing out loud. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Great. Adam stuff. Driver, I thought was hilarious. Uh, no, it was a really r- funny script. Dug the hell out of that movie. Cool. It's on Prime. I recommend it to everybody. The F word. Yeah. Really, really good. 
good stuff. I'm glad you liked it. I'm I might yeah. have to re I think I just watched it last year though. Maybe I'll have to wait another year or something. Yeah. But off the top of my head, like that's the only scene I really remember is the window <laughs> scene. But um, okay, good stuff. Yeah. Um I have one movie. I'll just get into that right now. I watched uh, Tom Holland's debut feature film appearance, The Impossible. Have you seen this, Matt? Oh no. Nick, Naomi Watts and Ewan yeah. McGregor. Ewan yeah. McGregor, yeah, and Naomi Watts. They killed it. A very sad movie, honestly. It's it's based on the um, tsunami in Thailand. I think it, it was in 2004. So it's based on a true story. And like, there's a um, like, yeah, the tsunami that happens while this family is on vacation on uh, December 26th. So then they're all separated and um, they go, they over, oh my God, they go through some hardships. In Thailand, and like it's a very intense movie, a lot of tough scenes, like very emotional at times, like fantastic acting though. So I would recommend it on that front, but definitely not for anybody. Like if you're looking for a, a happy movie, like definitely not this. But it was a good movie though, hundred percent. Have you you haven't seen it, Matt? You said no. Yeah, it's on Netflix if you want to check it out. Like Tom Holland, it's. He did a great job as well. Like it was just weird seeing him in that kind of role and not as Peter Parker. And like that's one thing that'll always I think follow him around everywhere. Is like right. I cannot picture Tom Holland as like a villain in a movie. Like he's always yeah. gonna kind of be that like goofy, naive, funny, positive kid. Also, just because he looks young. Like could yeah. you could you picture me as a villain in a movie? I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, also, definitely not on the same level as Tom Holland here. I definitely <laughs> wasn't saying that. But, yeah. So, good movie. Powerful performances. But intense. So, okay. um, that's my movie. But other than that, I've not been watching. I'm watching a show that I'll pass it back to you, but I have a, okay. a, a solid one after. Yeah, like, I'll get into my next movie. But no shows for me. Just still watching, like, Arrested Development. Nice. Um, okay, the, my next movie uh okay i'll say my next two but one will be really quick i watched the west side story remake from last year that steven spielberg directed um i really enjoyed it except that it's like it's a pointless movie because the original is better and it's the same movie as the original like there's nothing that's changed like some scenes are almost identical ansel Egor though he's a he's a really good actor i hope that's how you say his name and the the main girl was like a newcomer. It was her first movie. She was okay. Um, it wasn't like the original. The acting's better in the original. But it's a really cool movie to watch. Like the dance sequences, like integrated with fight sequences, and it's just like it's a classic story. I mean, it's a Romeo and it's a West Side Story is loosely based on Romeo and Juliet. So you kind of know what you're getting into. Two factions that don't like each other or love story. It was good. It was really good. Um, okay, the next movie though. I said that it was going to be quick. It wasn't quick. Uh, my next movie is on Prime. It's an Iranian movie called A Hero. And it's from like an amazing... This director, Asghar Farhadi, he's like the best... He's one of the best Iranian directors working today. Like he's amazing. Like I've seen five of his movies now. His movies are also unique in the sense that they all like have the same feel. And they every single one of his movies present us with moral dilemmas and what should we do in this situation now this movie being made in iran it doesn't have it's not a freaking violent or action or 
has sex or nudity. Like, I think all those things are like the movie. There's a lot of censorship in Iran, right? So these movies are very simple in essence. Like they're not over the top, but they always like they're super well acted in the script. Like everything that happens in his movies, it presents you with a situation of what the heck would you do in that situation and stuff coming from the past and every one of his movies, you don't know what's going on in the first hour, but you slowly uncover like, oh, this happened before and then this led to this. And then by the end, you're like, oh shit, what the heck would you have done? What what would our main character have done? Should you have done something differently? And this movie, A Hero, is no exception. It, I, I'm not even going to try to explain the story because it's complicated, but the more you watch the movie, you're like, oh, 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 this is what's going on. And all of his movies are like that. And I love all his movies. Good. He made like one of his famous ones is A Separation and it came out in 2011, won a bunch of Os- like won the Oscar for best foreign film, was critically acclaimed. Like, again, moral dilemmas and what would you do in that situation? So that's a hero. It's on Amazon Prime. Well, definitely more interested in watching that than a West Side Story. Yeah, honestly. Like, and that's a, something I have a huge professor quarrel with these days is all these remakes they're just popping up and they're all disney i don't know if you saw that they're making a cheaper by the dozen remake no which i'm really? like just disgusted at seeing that uh, there's a zero percent chance i'm gonna watch that other than perhaps just to make f- i think that's dropping like tomorrow or something or next friday Ooh. either way i won't be checking it out but then again if it offers a lot of people positivity and like good uh, entertainment then good for them for enjoying it but i won't be watching it because i'm a huge og cheaper by the dozen guy so um no good stuff a hero though i'll check that out on the list with the clove hitch killer my parents actually watch it they really enjoyed it just throwing that out nice. there. That was good, Matt's good, rec good. last episode. Klovich Killer. Check it out. I will as well when I get back in the movie game. My recommendation is a show I've just been eating up the last two weeks. I have one episode left in the final season, season two, waiting on season three to come out at some point this year. Wu Tang, an American saga. Oh. Unreal show. If you like rap and if you've liked the movie Straight Outta Compton, definitely a must watch have you seen it matt no but i've heard i've heard on a lot of podcasts i listen to like you should if you're any like to watch it basically i heard of it eric i'm very aware of it and uh you talking about it just now i gotta watch it it's so good and honestly Ah. so it's obviously wu-tang it's following the rise of the wu-tang clan famous rap group from the 90s the actors are unreal as each of the members of the group that they portray. They're so good. Them, one of the main actors plays um, Miles Morales in Into the Spider-Verse, actually. He's really good. I'm not going to say who's who because they don't really get their names until a little later on. So I want to... Okay. For people who don't necessarily know about Wu-Tang, it might even be better because you have no idea what's going to happen because this movie is not strictly about the music and i did not know this like there's a lot of stuff going on in all of their lives before they're able to comfortably become a big group so i'm not going to spoil anything really but i was really surprised at a lot of the stuff in here and it's it's amazing stuff like especially when they're like performing and like recording it just gets you hyped up hearing how they made the rap songs that are hits and like that i know and love and even if you don't know their music, I'd definitely recommend. It'll make you a fan. Like You'll definitely want to check out their earlier music anyways, that's for sure. So Wu-Tang and American Saga, it's on Disney+. Plus. They just added it like a few weeks ago. That's why I started watching it. Yeah, I saw it pop up, Eric, and I was like, oh. And then I had heard about it too through people praising it. So yeah. 
you're that final like once you recommend it i'm like ah because you've never like we we pretty we like the same things right and Uh, all right that'll be the next one for me and it's easy to watch right like it's not like super long like 10 episodes a season 10 episodes a season they're all around like 40 to 50 some minutes Uh though like some of them are even an hour and but i love it like i when i see that they're shorter episodes i'm always a little bummed out because i want to see more and like like I'm telling you, the episodes where they're performing and like just r- rapping is it's it's impossible to not get pumped up seeing them. It's really cool to see. Awesome, Eric. I'll go with my last movie now. Um, from this year, a horror film, Scream number five. But they just called it Scream, so it's gonna confuse the shit out of people right. like in years to come. So there's Scream one, two, three, four, and then Scream, which is Scream five. Uh, <laughs> People are going to call it Scream 2022, I think. This one brings back the cast from all the previous ones. It has cool twists and turns. If you're a fan of all the other Scream movies, which three quarters of them are, are like great movies, the third one's the only weak one in my opinion, but this movie's bloody, good intrigue, good twists, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, some of the older actors kind of looking rough now, like Courtney Cox, like you can tell, like, I don't know if she's done stuff to her face or something, but I don't know. She looks kind of rough, but Nev Campbell, David Arquette were really good. No, it's it, if you want a fun horror film, uh, Scream, Scream 5, it was good. Okay. Also, Jack Quaid is in the movie, the guy, he's the main character in The Boys, the Netflix, the Amazon oh, right. Prime show, so he's good in that too. Yeah, it's a good, good little horror film if you're interested in those. Okay just shut your brain off and just enjoy like the twists and the the mayhem okay so that's what i've been watching okay nice i have one more thing i've been listening to this album called mordecai funnily enough (laughs) based on our last episode talking about the name mordecai it's a pure coincidence so the album is called mordecai by this group called kruang bin one word so just type Mordecai in your music apps and you'll okay. find it. Very, it gets different kind of music. It's not rap. It's some alternative style, like really laid back, like alternative. It kind of reminds me of Tame Impala, but not as upbeat, like way more mellow. And I've been loving listening to this. Like I mentioned the Batman soundtrack, but I've, if it's not Batman soundtrack, it's been Mordecai while I work because... <laughs> It's kind of like ambient music. There aren't too many words. They're just singing like some hazy style vocals in the background, like some psychedelic uh, stuff. And uh, I've, I've been found, finding it really relaxing to listen to. I've enjoyed the vibe. I would recommend to check it out if you like that kind of music, like some weird experimental stuff. Really chill, mm-hmm. mellow, Mordecai by Kruang Bin. Not sure about the pronunciation, but... Mordecai, I think I got it down. I'll definitely have to check that out. <laughs> it's something I like that Tame and Paula. Like you introduced me to yeah. that. It's, pl- like it's very uh, the comparison is not spot on. Okay. I will say, but okay. like that's what it kind of reminds me of. It's like that kind of music, but more mellow. Like Tame and okay. Paula can still be upbeat at times. This isn't really, Sweet. but I've been enjoying it. Like it's if you want something chill, like instead of just like hardcore Wu Tang rap, for example, which you'll surely be alternating between. Mordecai and the woo if you you start watching the show so that's what I got to recommend awesome a, a good variety I like it yep nice little combo platter mm-hmm. oh I like those so yeah I mean I think that's a good spot to wrap it up for today mm-hmm. so yeah I mean this was really fun to go over both the Dark Knight and the Batman with you 
a lot of fun. Made me want to rewatch. Maybe not the Dark Knight already, but the Batman at some point. Matt, any final notes for the listeners? Yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope I made I have a little bit of sense on my Dark Knight, like the, what we talked about. Um, <laughs> I know sometimes I was all over the place. Um, I hope everyone's having a great, doing good right now, and like freaking summers. I can feel like spring coming, and I'm super pumped for that. So like we're almost there, folks. So yeah, thank you. The home stretch. Thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. Stay tuned for episodes dropping every two Mondays. Continue to stay safe. And yeah, peace.